0: The Portland Trail Blazers reached the halfway point of the season. What do we know now that we didn't know at the start of the season? We will talk about that and more on the latest edition of the Blazer Focus Podcast. I'm Aaron Fentress of The Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined by Craig Burnback, who's coming back from a weekend of debauchery in Las Vegas with Kelly Coin. I saw the reports that you guys were wanted for at least most of the weekend. There was some kind of like hangover-ish things going on on tell the truth i, I mean i can't believe yeah. we're doing this podcast because it's going to be traced you know to you and then the police are going to find you so what 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 do you guys do in vegas man come on <laughs> <laughs> i know what happens in vegas i watched a documentary <laughs> i did actually over the you know like
1: i'm not a debauchery guy we watch some sports you know i bet less than others we hang out same group of guys for 20 years you know about been doing this so uh, Kelly O'Coin, Blazer fanatic, coin extraordinary escaping the feds for 20 years Uh, (laughs) yeah my our good our good connecting friend bang ben mankowitz who's the host of turner classic movies who i've known for 25 years and kelly's known for longer yeah we had a good time watched a lot of football a little bit of basketball uh overpaid for some dinners uh and you know i don't i don't take part in the spirits so i'm uh you know, I'm still drinking my Snapple iced tea while the rest is getting I don't I mean, I'm a child. <laughs> like in the morning everyone's getting coffee. I hate coffee. It's hot dirt water. I get hot chocolate. <laughs> At night people are getting drinks. And I'm like, get uh, oh, pineapple uh, juice on their eye. Can I get a That's Coke? I'm Like can I get a coke? They're like, everyone's like, you want diet we coke? I'm like, like that? No, no I don't want diet coke. I'm not an adult. I want a, I want a child drink. I want all the sugar. I want the coke. So caught a couple of the Blazers games. Missed a little bit of last night's on the plane, but caught up. You know, not not a good one. But uh, yeah, here we are, halfway yeah. mark. I feel I'm. Uh, i I feel pretty good. I got to tell you. You know, if we go back and look at the predictions, my win loss total, I'm right. I'm right there. Well, what you was know, your total? Um, where what are they going to finish? It was in the twenties. You know, high end was like 28. I think I might have said 25. So they're right there.
0: I, 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 care, I, right? C- you I do can't. I remember double. what I said. I think I said right around. You thought they were going to do a little bit better, and there was potential yeah. to do better. Maybe 30. So they're 12 and 29 at the yeah. halfway point. Now they're 12 and 30 after losing to the Lakers on Sunday. That puts them on pace for about twenty four wins. I, I I still think thirty is legit because I didn't know Ant was going to be gone for twenty two or whatever it is. Uh, I didn't know Aton was going to miss twelve. So I think I think those two missing that many games is worth a few wins. And if you give them three more wins, that puts them on pace for thirty. I feel good about that. But injuries are a part of it, as we all as we know. Right. Just do whatever you can to make of course, yourself right. Of do course. whatever you can. Like just just, just fix stuff, stuff right, Make it make it just change the <laughs> variables, and boom. You're good. <laughs> oh, your wife! Your wife is an angel. <laughs> you
1: just know it. <laughs> we do stories. You like, just know. At what point? At what point you'd be like, "Well, Aaron, you're a half hour late." <laughs> well, I you know, mean, technically, yeah. you tell, if you, it, I had to get gas because you left the car without gas. Right. So that's eight and I'm only minutes. A half hour and, late, and, you said
0: seven, <laughs> not seven thirty. Otherwise, I'd be right on time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right um so so basically you're saying they're right about where you thought they would be i think they're a little below i'm going to yep. blame injuries and that's you know i think that's fair but um any sure. okay let's I, I did a midseason report uh I do it every year and i gave out some pretentious awards <laughs> Trying to keep it positive. <laughs> Huge. Trying to keep it positive. So let's let's talk. Let's let's use that vehicle to talk about the team, where it is right now, and sort of what we sort of see for the second half. First MVP for me, it's easy. Jeremy Grant, twenty two points per game for something rebounds. He's been the most consistent player. Been the most healthy player amongst their best players. And obviously, has missed like twenty two games. You have any problem with Jeremy Grant as the, as a the team's MVP. Elevated his his aggressiveness this season. He's carried them some nights. He's been looking pretty good. <laughs> Process of elimination. Like who
1: else? Like who are you competing? Honestly, when I thought about it, right? Like who Him else sharp would it be? Brogdon, like there's probably. no other. Right, but you know, Sharp, you can't put there. He's so still inconsistent. Missed a ton of games, up and down. Brogdon's missed the you know some games, and he's off the bench. You're right in the wins. There's only you know he's been consistently good. But yeah, the guy averaging you know 22 who's played the most. Is your MVP because he's almost like running unopposed. <laughs> you really have to stretch an argument for anyone else. So, yes, I agree with Jeremy Grant, is your MVP. I still don't think he's really? having a great year. I mean, I look at the other now the other numbers are not good. I mean, he should rebound more. You talked about you thought this guy was gonna average eight rebounds a the game when he got caught and like, all hey, that. Those numbers I aren't real. That? Remember, we argued, he's like, oh, he's going to increase his rebounding when he got here. here. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's been fine. I mean, he's getting paid to to score 20 plus, and he's doing it. Um, But I haven't, um, I'm not sitting here saying that he's having an amazing year, but some of that's not his fault because he's not built to carry a team, you know, and he's not, he's built to be um, really a third wheel in a good way, you know, the third best player, maybe. Um, And defensively, it's hard for him to stand out because he is the kind of guy that if everyone else is doing their job, he's going to sneak in and get steals and blocks. Um, Like, Thiebel's a one-on-one defensive monster, you know I mean? He just – he doesn't matter. Like, he jumps in. That's not Grant's thing. He's always been really solid, jumping the lane, good defender. Um, But, yeah, he's the MVP because you – couldn't even – do I don't see any argument for anyone else. Okay.
0: First of all, he would have improved his rebounding had he improved it. So, I wasn't wrong on that. <laughs> you gotta, Greg got to think about it. Greg I, I would have been taller it. if my exactly. dad was We're taller. Greg got to think about it for a second. He was like, what did he just say? Oh. He's what like, did he but, say? But let's give the guy credit. With Ant being out a lot, with youngins playing, you know, I mean, some nights he's out there starting with Scoot, Kamara, and Wreath. With all of that, dude's yes. shooting 46% from the field and 40% on threes. He's played really good basketball. If I'm a contender and I need another dude, why am I not interested in this guy? Uh, but, uh, why am I not maybe trying to get this well, guy? Well, you are. Like uh, To me, he's played himself yeah. into a position where a team that feels like it's one player away, and you're not necessarily talking about you know an all-star. You just want to get another guy that you can trust to make things happen. Jeez, look at what this guy's doing. And you compare it to when he was in Detroit and he was the guy. His shooting percentages were way, way worse. He's shooting thirty-five percent on threes, forty-three percent from the field. So he's gotten a lot better as being the guy on this team. So I mean, I, I hate to see him go, but people talk about his contract. But you know, if you're a good team, thirty million—what's thirty million? You getting a guy can give you twenty. Thirty million seems, seems to be the going rate.
1: It's the five years that four that's hard. remaining. Yeah, it's the four five years. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like it's 160 million with four He's 29, you know, like I I I'm not saying that if you're asking what what the deterrent would be. That's right. what it is. It's your it's your, you know, 3 and 4 in a contract when he's 30, you know, 3 years old. Um but back, you know, then 30 million be nothing. Right. Exactly. So and the the salary cap will be bigger. So, so I don't think it's a huge deterrent except for it um but that's the reason um and you don't have the you don't have the space for it in your mind cuz you have a plan and you didn't have the Jeremy Grant part of right. the plan and that you would have to possibly change your plan but yes he's he's a proven player um the one thing that hasn't proven is the the winning part you know you don't know what he's going to be like in the playoffs and that's the other part where you'd be like huh we're going to bring this guy in to win a championship or contend, I wonder what he's going to be like because um, we don't know. I mean, I would, I would think he'd be really good. If he's your third guy, I think, you don't know until yeah. you're if in those your third
0: si- guy playing off a couple yeah, of years. but you don't know, yeah, don't you're, know asking, for sure.
1: you're asking for the right. reasons, right? Those are the reasons contract. And the guy hasn't right. done it before, as opposed to, you know, there's plenty of guys that their numbers don't look great. I mean, Robert Ori's you know regular season numbers don't jump off the page, but everyone wanted them, and people talk about him being a Hall of Famer because of what he could do in the last you know eight minutes of every important game that's ever been played. <laughs>
0: right. You know, right? Okay. They don't call him Big Shot Grant yet. They don't. They don't. Oh, all right. Uh, top cool. rookie. We have we have a little bit of a controversy here. I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, to me, and I just played a little bit of video there, so sorry about that. Uh didn't mean to, the sound, I didn't mute. Was it a video from um, Vegas of debauchery? Uh, to, <laughs> no, it was like something off of, you know ESPN.com, some stat thing I was looking at. Um, I just love the word debauchery. Yeah, sorry. I'm not putting Scoot as my top <laughs> my top rookie. I'm, I'm putting Tamani and Wreath. I'm going to you know, call it a tie because um, I think that what they've given you Tumani, almost since the beginning, who thought he would be would have been able to be taken out of the starting lineup, right? Like he earned his way in. He's earned a role. He was a second-round draft pick, possible, you know, I don't want to call him a throw-in because the Blazers pushed for him. You know, they, they knew they wanted him, but they could have had him earlier and didn't. Um, and he's turned out to be a player that you can now envision seeing – as a rotation player, and come on, Wreath, like what the heck? I mean, this guy's starting, and he's second leading he score on some because nights because
0: two guys were injured. It's not like he earned a starting I know, but job. this
1: guy was played in <laughs> Lebanon, you know, like no one thought this guy was going play in the NBA. Story. And he's he not doesn't a top
0: rookie. But go ahead.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like if I look at, I, I'm doing it because I think it's an amazing story. He's contributing, and he has earned a place in the rotation. Like, he's earned it. He, he's he been consistent. I mean, he's a really a good shooter for a big man. And in the modern NBA, that's important. And Tamani does, uh, defensively, he's been fun to watch. Um, obviously, he's going a little bit in the down route. But I'm going to pick them both over Scoot. Because if you ask me, what here's Scoot's numbers at the halfway part. Would you be disappointed? I would say, yes, that's not, I would be disappointed. I'm not saying it's over. He's a bust. I'm saying it hasn't been a great first half of his first season. He's gotten plenty of minutes, plenty of opportunities. Um, but I look at it. If you're shooting at 37% and you're not contributing in the wins, usually it's usually he's not one of the reasons why they won. Um, And your highlight is a thirty-point game when you took thirty shots. Like, I'm not gonna be thinking that's. I'm not just gonna default to it because he's the third overall pick, um, and he's averaging the most points. Okay. Well, I'm 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 gonna shift
0: mine a little bit. I'm keeping Scoot, but instead of Scoot to mine, I'm gonna go Scoot Reef. Scoot and and Tamani is the better story because, like you said, a second-round pick worked his way into the starting lineup. Scoot was a third pick, et cetera. But they're they're shooting them. They're both having trouble shooting the ball. Scoot, though, is saddled with more responsibility, playing the point guard, which is tougher to do. Um And he's had enough positive moments. He had a great stretch there. He was shooting like 43% on threes over like 10, nine or ten games. Um, and then I think Reef has been better than than Tamani has for sure. So you convinced me on that. But I'm going to go with Scoot and Reef as your top rookies of the year but yeah anyway
1: yeah I just feel like you know how I mean in in my world what you're saying is that it was almost impossible for Scoot not to to get this award you know like
0: well no if I Tumani mean, you, was shooting, it, if Tumani was shooting like Reith would then I'd be with you but Tumani's not so both of them are struggling offensively. offensively but one has had a far higher burden to deal with and has had more bigger games than the other ones. Scoot has had a lot of good games. He's had double digit assists. He's had 30 points. Like he's had some nice moments. Whereas Tumani has kind of been overhyped what he's done because of the story. But when you really look at the totality of him, it was like, eh, you know, he's been okay. So I'm gonna ask, <laughs> so I'll ask a different question. Go ahead. So if I told
1: you at the halfway mark, Scoot was going to be averaging playing over 27 points a game. 27 minutes. He was going to be shooting 36% from 29% from three, averaging 4.7 assists, 12.2 points, and 3.3 turnovers a game. I'd be like, yeah. What's your grade? Average. I mean, I guess, all right, different. What's your grade? That's what I expect.
0: you would expect don't, that that poor 36% you me saying, screaming the entire summer. Yeah, I know, but I don't think you I could. thought he was going to struggle shooting. I, I'm with you. Horribly. There's no way he's going to get better Ooh. as a shooter yep. from what we saw in the G League to the to net to the, the NBA. So, I'm not shocked at all that he has has struggled shooting. The turnovers, I'm not <laughs> shocked at all with that either because you you're asking a 19-year-old to run it in a, a mediocre NBA team. That's a lot to ask. So, again, he and Tumani offensively have both been negative players, right? But one of them has yep. had some really good games. The other one, offensively, the other one has not had any really good games right. offensively. Scoot has scored 30 points. He's had Damn. double digit like I said, assists. He's had nights where he's lit it up. So he's shown some flashes. Offensively, Tumani has not. So that's, that's all. But I mean- right so i'm basically grading on a bell curve here and you're not right It got you and and you're right
1: Scoot's still 19 all those numbers are what they are i guess really the part that has disappointed me with scoot is a little bit of the lack of the seeing that athleticism that i expected those moments of you know he had a moment where he he you know broke some ankles and made a beautiful layup and we've seen we haven't seen enough of those and i guess that's where i think it's
0: Maybe I'm overdoing the part that. So and and I think part of that is because he no, I think he's that's, thinking so much. He's spending so much time trying to process the mm. thing and run the office yeah. that he's not just able to go out there and just play freely. And that's why we haven't seen more of those moments where you're like, "Holy crap, that looked like John Moran!" <laughs> right? Gotcha. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, let's hope. let's
1: hope. It's early. I mean, I, I mean, I can't imagine it's not coming. Like, there's a reason why he was the third overall pick and what everyone saw in him, and we. So I I have to assume that that's the reason, and we'll see more of that, and um, and eventually we'll get to it. There's probably going to be no choice but to play him, depending how this roster is built, and hopefully we'll see uh, see more yeah. of those All moments. Right. Most All improved right. player. Okay. Let's we can. I got Shaden Sharp. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go oh, differently on just on uh, this just one as well. I'm not starting trouble. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jabari okay. Walker. I'll give you. I mean, that. I, I think that's that. fair. I mean, the guy has has taken his game to another level and sh- and consistently earned his way into the starting lineup. You know what you're getting with him from him every night, and I still don't know that was sharp. So, um, yeah, it's sharp at their moments when you're like, oh, that's it. There's no doubt. And there was a stretch there where this was going to be a no brainer for me, but. I'm gonna go with Walker over sharp just because uh, I, he went from a guy that you didn't know if he was really gonna be able to step up and be a rotation player who played last year because they needed him and this year you're like oh my he's he's he knows what he's gonna do he's gonna play in this league I think he's gonna play in the league for mm-hmm. a long time um and uh, and so you know sharp's numbers I mean he went from ten points to 15 points that's that's impressive um. But his shooting percentage is way down, so I, I, it's like, well, he's playing ten more minutes a game. He's he's a focus of the offense. Um, he's shooting really, you know, poorly. Um, so that's why I won't give
0: it. He to had him. a crazy stretch and where I'm he going with Walker, was playing literally like an all star for like five or six games, and then kind of fell way off. Yep. Um, and then of course, you know, got injured, and ever since, he, yeah, he, he got injured, right? So you know, that's that's clearly impacted him. Now he's out again probably at least till the all-star break but just I, I still think he made a big jump but I, I give you Walker Walker has made a huge jump as well I don't know if he's you know starting four in the NBA for a good team but at the very least he's a he's a damn good versatile backup four uh who can play for yeah. a good team so definitely I'll give you that one I'll, I'll give you I'll give you Walker that's a good one but I'm, I'm a roll with sharp all right biggest surprise for me it's Reef. You know, you come into the season thinking Aiden Williams with Jabari probably being the third center. And you obviously have injuries there. And here comes this 26-year-old rookie, like you said, was playing in Lebanon, who who was playing really well. Defensively, obviously, he's going to have some issues. And I think that's, you know, that's to be expected. But the fact that he's shooting, what, 47% and 37% on threes or something like that. uh, You know, Billups called him, you know, pick and pop. and He's definitely been pick and pop. And so you can see as a, a scenario moving forward where he could be your backup center and be a guy who can give you some versatility and give other teams a, diff- a different look. And as he matures and grows and becomes a better defender, then he becomes a pretty pretty huge weapon for you. Yeah, I have no idea what the future <laughs> of Wreath is. I have no idea. Like, if
1: you told me, oh, he's out of the league next year, I'd be like, oh, okay. But what a story. I mean, he's averaging almost 10 points a game and four rebounds and he's shooting 48%, like you said, and he is, when he shoots threes, you're like, oh, that's probably going in. You know, his last 10, he's shooting at 40% rate. Um, yeah, he's playing. He's, I didn't know who he was. (laughs) Like no one did, you know? And you're like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's a cool story. It's going to be, he's, you know, he's going to get, playing an nba game when he first got in you know what i mean you're like oh he got nba points like no matter what happens this guy can say he scored in an nba game and i was like oh this guy could say he can hit a three and i was like oh this guy could say he scored 20 you know like it's amazing it's definitely the biggest surprise and to me it's the you know it's pretty much the best story of the season so far is to to see this guy and and i'm just i'm you know rooting for him uh In five years, he'll be, you know, he'll be close. If he's still in the NBA, that's amazing to me. Right.
0: Uh, Yeah. I echo everything you said. I wrote a little bit about him after his game, his first game in LA. Uh, Matisse spent time with him in Australia. So Matisse knew a lot about him. And he was like, when I asked him, can I talk to you about the wreath? He's like, if you want me to cry. (laughs) I was like, really? He goes, well, I'm not going to cry. But yeah, it's still that's it. amazing. It's an emotional that's story. Awesome. That's he felt awesome. so happy for him. All right. Best win of the season has only been a, you know 12 or 11. You skipped one. Oh, biggest, biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. Okay, for me, the fact that Robert Williams got injured, that just really hurt this team. You know, I, like I said, I still stand by my 30 wins because <laughs> he got eight and missed 30-something games. Williams missed 30. Had uh, Williams been healthy. I think that's worth two or three wins at least, just because he gives you some kind of rim protection when Aiden's out. When Aiden was out and they were running out there with Reef and, and Baji, like that, teams were just o-laying themselves to the, to the rim. Williams would help stop that. Uh, really disappointed to not be able to see what he was going to bring to this roster. So for me, that's the biggest disappointment. It's not his fault, it's just something bad that happened, but I'm disappointed in that the most this season. Yeah,
1: I would say if you thought Williams was going to be healthy, <laughs> that's your fault. And I and I don't mean that in a bet. I mean, that's just looking at his career. I mean, he can't stay healthy. So, and that's why he was available. You know, a big reason why Williams was available was because he can't be depended on. So I don't have him as the biggest disappointment because um he got hurt and I didn't think of it that way. I have the guy who actually has started at center is the biggest disappointment, and really based on how you convinced me how important it was, and I have DeAndre Ayton because as you said, like that's the key to the get you know all the trades in the sense that I know it was a separate trade, but if Ayton ends up being a huge, you know nothing out of this, um, getting rid of Lillard and doing this flip was a didn't work. And I just think it's been really disappointing. Um, he has been hurt uh, with a knee injury that supposedly not serious, but he missed a lot of games because of it. And he's tall and he plays in Portland and he's got a bad leg. So like, I can't, I can't not have PTSD, right? Like when you miss that many games and when he does play, he's averaging 31 minutes a game and he's averaging, you know, less than 13 points a game and 10 rebounds. And he has not even had a game of dominance. Um, So I I just look at it and say, well, you know, you talk about his, he's got more steals than block shots per game. Like who, who, what? Like, no, no. Um, And again, I'm not giving up on him per se. uh, And it's a weird spot for him to be in going from playing on the suns where he was a guy that thought he deserved more offensive opportunities, but averaged 18 and 10, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm very worried about the Aiton acqu- acquisition, right, acquisition right now. Um, I think he has been a huge disappointment because we should have been saying, who's MVP,
0: Grant or Aiton? Right. And we didn't even – he wasn't even in the conversation. So I gave Aiton the benefit of the doubt for most of the first half of the season because Billups himself said they weren't necessarily running a lot of things for him. But I did want to see him be more aggressive. Uh, and sort of go out there and establish that no matter what the situation, no matter who the opponent is, he's going to give you 20 and 10, if not more, especially on a team when ants out and there's a lot of points available. Now, then he had the knee injury. So I'm, I'm not going to fault the guy for getting injured. He missed 11 games because of the knee. And then, we, of course, we have the ice capades situation. <clears throat> so now, now, I'm, now I'm neutral. I'm no longer giving him the benefit of the, of the doubt. I'm going to be neutral for the second half of the season. I want to see this guy bust out. I want to see him dropping some 25s and 13s here and there. I want to see him average closer to 28, at least 18, 19 for the second half of the season. I want to see him demonstrate that he can be a legitimate piece to this puzzle. Because if he's not, and you're stuck with a $34 million center that everyone in Phoenix is saying, ha, we told you, then everything is the smoke and mirrors that I said it was when they made all the trades. Because he was the most excited thing people were most excited about. And they were ignoring the fact that they didn't really trade Dame and get Aiden. They traded Dame for Drew Holiday and some stuff and then sent, uh, what's his face? I can't remember dude's name. Who's the guard? Grayson Allen. Sent Grayson Allen to Phoenix was yep. the only piece that came from that. And then you traded Nurkic, who's been better than Aiden has this season, and Little, and then of course, Keon Johnson. So they're really separate, but people like to lump them together because Aiden makes the entire package look so much better. And the reason why it looks so much better because the rest of the package was just meh. So if he doesn't work out and you're trying to get rid of him or trade him and you're not going to resign him, then it's a complete disaster. And then you have to replace him because you're going to need some big people, some people over six, four, if you're going to ever get back to the playoffs. So if you miss out on him being that guy at 25, 26, 27, 28 moving forward, that's another, that's a piece you have to replace. And those pieces are hard to find. Um, so yeah, there's a lot riding on Aiden as far as I'm concerned and I'm with you right now. It's a disappointment, but like I said, I'm neutral. I'm going to forgive the first half. Let's move forward to the second half. He needs to bust out.
1: And all that, especially when Williams is hurt and you don't know if he's ever going to be, you know, right. anything. Cause he's out the entire year and you're like, well, I hope he comes back and is okay. But at some point in time, you know, guys just don't recover and play consistently in this league if you keep having right. injuries. So, yep, I I'm uh, I it's just, it's funny you talk through it and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Little. Little doesn't stink. He's he's got, you know, he's been playing a little bit for, you know, contributing for the Suns and and Nurk is just playing and um it's not looking it's not looking no. off and, for, and
0: for what what and what happened, all the crying uh, about Nurk's contract? So. He makes half as much as Aiden does, so All right. Biggest win of the season. By far for me, they beat Sacramento, a really good team, 130 to 113 on a night where De'Aaron Fox had 43. Sabonis had 34. Ant had 29, but it was the bench. The bench put up 65 points, 21 rebounds and 15 assists. Scoot killed it. Reith killed it. Jabari killed it. Uh, that was the most impressive win by far for me. And they had some other nice wins. They won at Cleveland. They won it. They beat Indiana twice, uh, but for me, that yep. that win against Sacramento was the most impressive. Yeah, they beat
1: Phoenix yeah. is a good win, but yeah, I, I don't. I mean, they blew out a, right. a good team. They did it at home. The crowd got something you know to appreciate, um, and it's not like they didn't. They played with you know their two two best players. So uh, I'm 100% with you on, to me, this is an easy one um, because I mean, read had 25 you know, Walker had 17. Like it just, it, it was nice. Scoot, the only thing it did, and didn't have was except yeah. the scoots game. That was, I mean, he was a plus 21. Yeah. He only had two fouls. Um, he only had one turnover yeah. and 11 assists. Like this is what you, this, that's, that's the guy you want. Right? That's <laughs> what you want. Right. That's, that's a rebuild right like that's like where you're saying okay um we we you know we're getting what, what what you know what we need out of that so yes i would um
0: i i would agree with that completely okay. so worst loss i'll let you go first yeah well <laughs>
1: It's kind of easy, and so I made it less easy because you
0: lose by 62. <laughs> second worst. That's second usually worse than history. Right? Like
1: Your worst loss in second franchise history.
0: that road trip, yeah, bad.
1: Yeah, that's something you lost by 62. <laughs> I, I threw in the conversation just kind of a joke. The back-to-back Dallas losses on that um, road trip were pretty awful because you get blown out with Luka. That's a you are like okay, but then you get blown out you know, a day later without Luca, <laughs> and you're like oh, you know like that's 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 a that's a bad um, two things. So, but I will say, um, yeah, you, you lose by sixty two, you gotta win that, you gotta win more okay, slots, so, right. you gotta hope. To, right? Yeah, I mean yeah,
0: but here, here's the thing that no wait. Okay, so the 62-point loss, that's where you had Baji and, and Reith, no rim protection. You had Scoot and Ant playing guards, and they were hideous on offense as well. The Ant was 0 for 10 that game. Uh, and you're playing a far superior team. You're near the end of a long trip. They were pretty gassed. So, yeah, it's still the second worst, most lopsided loss in franchise history. But for me, the loss at home to Washington, which was 4-22 and at the time, And they come in there when you're pretty much healthy and you let them beat you. And for me, and again, it's not like I was, I mean, you know how I like to cling on to things because I'm trying to get through the season mentally. So I need things to latch on to. And I just felt like that's a game you got to win to at least maintain the illusion that you're respectable. And it made no sense that they let Washington come in there and just torch them. And it was a close game, but offensively, Washington was just on. And so that was the most disappointing loss. Oklahoma City was the worst. The Dallas games, you know, those are bad. But again, they were – and had just came back, he was still kind of sick. You know, so I still give them the benefit of the doubt there. But that Washington loss for me was the worst. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm 62. <laughs> no one's kidding. Yeah, I guess. I you're you're, you're rebuttal, Mr. I mean, Lundback. Like, yeah, hey, I'm my 62. Sixty-two and I rest. Okay,
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I, I just can't, I can't get past it. I mean, I mean, so ugly. It's, it's sixty-two. <laughs> I mean, and no, you talk about it. No one's thinking you're respectable if you lose by sixty-two. You but know? the last was, a, but,
0: but when the Blazers just, lost by sixty-five, which is the record, they went forty-six and thirty-six and made the playoffs that year. That's what's funny yeah, about man. it. You yeah. just saying it. Fine, 62.
1: I mean, it's a worse loss. I mean, like, here's what I know. If somebody Sorry. would have asked, done a podcast back then, and they would have said, which is the worst <laughs> loss of the year, it would have been the one where they lost by more than 62. Like, you know, it's uh, – I, I just – you know, yes, losing to Washington at home is really bad, but it's hard to lose by 62 oh, points. Like, God. it's so hard it to is. do that. I mean, you don't – it's – you don't score – 250 (laughs) points, you know. You, 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 I mean, last night they they lost terribly, uh, and they lost by 24, and that's a terrible loss. That's 38 points better (laughs) than the loss I'm saying is the worst loss. So I'm standing by it, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about
0: uh defending it. I'm just gonna say. 62. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. (laughs) Expectations for the second half. What are your expectations, Craig? Over under 12 victories. They got 12 in the first half. Can they go over in the second half?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they'll probably be, you know, between 10 and 10 and 15. You know, I think that's where they'll be. um, Because the NBA is a weird place, and you just don't know if you're going to beat Indiana at home when they make a big trade and maybe haven't figured it out, right? Because you're not uh and ha- and maybe you beat Phoenix every once in a while. <laughs> but they're, they're not, not good. Things, but... They're not good. They're hopefully, you know, people of um <clears throat> there's no reason to win. That shouldn't be like we keep talking about that's not the win that's not what we're gonna evaluate success on. Um, and any game they win on the road will be a shock, right? They're probably not going to be favored for by more than in many. If you know, five games the rest of the year, they maybe they're favored. I I don't know who they're playing. So enough, I, I haven't looked at game by game yet, but yeah, I would think that you're looking at a very similar
0: uh, win loss for the second half. I see sixteen winnable, and the winnables are like I'm not going to name all sixteen, but you know, you got Memphis. Uh, New Orleans comes to town. They're beatable, obviously. You beat Charlotte. You, or me, you beat Phoenix. You beat Sacramento. You, you beat Indiana. You can beat the Pelicans. You got Houston a couple of times. You got Atlanta. You got Charlotte. You got Washington again. Uh, you got Golden State at home. You, you know, you can play with them, obviously. So I, I think there's 16 winnable. That means maybe they win six, and then they pull off some upsets here and there, and, the, and then the non-winnable category, which I was 24 non-winnable, so, so to speak. So I think right around 10, and I think they're going to, you know, pull the plug on some guys late to try and ensure that they have a, a, a top five ping pong ball chance. Uh, that's been the, the pattern so far. So, I can't imagine that somehow, some way in March, you know, Ant's going to have something, Sharp's going to have something, Aiden's going to have something, and they're just going to roll out the kids and just get blasted. So, I'm going to say under 12. I, th- I think they finish under 22 wins on the season mainly because I think that they're going to pull the plug at some point. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> they're matter if they pull it or not, but they have okay. to. Okay, so hold on a second. But here's the thing. I love what he's done lineup-wise. I've in my, in my mind, I've been thinking the entire time that this would be their best lineup. Get Walker at the four, Grant at the three, Because you've been asking him to rebound and he doesn't. And Billups mentioned it. Like he said, he's been on him about it. And I had a funny exchange with Grant when I'm like, so, you know, Jeremy, you had eight the other night. You had four tonight. Uh, Chauncey says he's been getting on you, but he's like, yeah, you know, I just need to do a better job of, of crashing and getting more rebounds, like, and, and you had that one stretch of ten games where you averaged like one point three rebounds. And it was like, you know, what do you need to do more? Of? He goes, well, you know, I just need to just do better at grabbing more rebounds. And he kind of smiled at me, like, you know, he knows he needs to do better. But I think adding Walker yeah. with eight now, you have two bigs who are going to be able to bang around and get some offensive rebounds, get some defensive rebounds. And Grant doesn't have as much of a burden on him. And then Grant's obviously is a way better three than Kamara. And then you get screwed out of there, right? And then you're starting, you're going to start sharp when he gets back, but you're starting Malcolm with Ant. That is like a legitimate starting five, legitimate, not playoff legitimate, but at least an adult laden starting five where you feel like you can do some things and not get blown out instantly, which is what they were doing before. So I think if that lineup stays healthy, that they could, you know, they could get some victories. Uh, but I just don't think it's going to stay healthy. And I think they're going to pull the plug at some point on some guys. So anyway. Yeah, they're going to trade.
1: I mean, they're going to trade their second most important score. That's the next conversation. (laughs) In Brogdon. I mean, they got to trade him. So, and there's a chance they trade Grant. So, I'm less, I think that's less likely, but you got to trade Brogdon. I mean, and he has been in the wins in general. He is, it's close to, he's the argument for MVP because in their victories, he's been the most clutch player at times uh, and, and more consistently than anyone else obviously Simon said a game winner the other day that's pretty clutch but uh, you know the one constant it feels like has been Brogdon uh, playing big minutes and scoring big buckets when it when it mattered so um, but yeah I, I you know fine i mean you can I, I just feel like no matter what you say that when you push something up, something gets pushed down, right? So Walker started; he had seven rebounds in the loss to the Lakers, and Aiden somehow managed four. So he only played twenty-two minutes. So uh, you know, but that's that's not a lot. Grant had three. They got out rebounded by ten. Right. So I just feel like whatever you push up, something gets pushed down on this team, just because there's a lack of talent, um, and and at times there's a lack of focus. And there's a lack of, um, you know, what they're doing. Like they make huge mistakes uh, on the defensive end, and they make huge mistakes on the offensive end. Terrible turnovers, complete and total breakdowns. So there's a lot of reasons why they're 12 and 30, and it's not just injuries. So like, yeah, they could be 15 and 30. Yo, you David, go, David, come Aaron, on, you go. You, okay, like so you, you're. Th- t- no, they could be. They could but be I expected more. there to be injuries. Okay, okay. I, of course, if you break down everybody, you know, and the Lakers are 20, 20, 22 and twenty two. My guess is if you break down, they could tell you where their three to five wins come from. That's that's sports. Like you could
0: always figure out why you lost, I except believe, when you lose by sixty two and years. different lineups they they've had, they, they've had a cr- yes. pretty cr- i mean you miss your best player for 20 plus you miss your center for 15 you miss your backup center for 30 like that's going to impact you a lot of course so, i'm just saying i am not i'm not saying but there's a lot and
1: getting lucky with injuries is you know makes a big difference i mean phoenix will tell you that they've not you know they got a big three that's played two games together i i just expected there to be injuries on this team because they have a history <laughs> right. of injuries a lot of the players that that you talk about. I mean, I didn't expect Brogdon to play the entire time. I didn't expect Ayton to play the entire time. Um, I certainly didn't expect Williams to play the other the entire time. Simon's injury was just a kind of a fluke thing. It happens, but that stuff happens. People sprain ankles. people get hit in the head. Um, they're just not uh, you know, I, I good for him, change it up, <laughs> try to win. I just when they win, so like when they beat when they win games, because i told you i'm not going to evaluate the season on wins right. and losses so when you beat the pacers at home that's good but when i look and see how you beat the pacers i'm not that excited you know because i don't i don't see what i want like scoot was not a part of that win and the people that stepped up for you to win that game, Grant scored 37. You're like, okay, great. You know, like he had a, he scored 37, a guy that I'd really rather not be the main scorer. Brogdon had 30. I'm like, wow, he's going to be also awesome in the Knicks get him. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, let's, okay. You know, Aiton had, Aiden had 12, right? And Scoot didn't play at all. And I mean, Scoot played very, he played and eight Sharp minutes. Play I mean, he, he played good at, yeah. Sharp didn't play at all. And Scoot got, you know, he got banged up. He played really well for eight minutes. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is awesome. And you're bet because what does it really mean for the franchise that win? So that's where I'm like, good win. I'm glad people that went to the game got to see a victory. But I evaluate that
0: as a meh, not a like, woohoo. Fair. All right. Let's end on this. Trade deadline is February eighth. We'll obviously talk more about it, but just initially we both agreed that Brogdon's you gotta move Brockdown. Ideally, you probably Got move it. Grant both for him and for the franchise. If you can get something really nice for Grant, if you can get a younger player, you can get some picks. Grant probably not a part of the future. Ideally, although you know, I can see a scenario where, you know, in three years he's still your starting three and you're you're a lot better. You know, we'll see. But uh, or you trade <clears> him next year when his contract is the right. you know, where his contract gets better so every expect, year. You expect at least Brogdon to be gone, and what do you expect them to get?
1: Well, hopefully a first round draft pick. You know that's that's useful. I mean, that's it. That's all I care about. Get me a first round draft pick that you know, and I hope they can get one for him. But other than that, I don't, um, I don't see any team. And and maybe there's a young player that there people aren't using. I mean, it, you know, the Knicks have Grimes. That'd be a nice if if that's part of it. That he can play. Good defender, young, shown he can shoot at times, and there's he's not happy, and they can't find a spot for him. So, and that the Knicks have accelerated their, you know, they have a chance to be contenders in the East pretty quickly with what they've done. Um, so something like that, but you know, the thing with Brogdon is it, it it's not like he's a piece. Not a future piece, you know what I mean like so necessarily. and we know that because of why he's on the blazers. I mean he's a quality player, but you know people willing to to give him up. So I think that um, if you got a first round draft pick or a first a young guy that was a first round draft pick or has shown um, the ability to be a you know a possible starter, I think that'd be great. He is he's on his fourth team. You know what I mean? Like there there's a reason why uh he's been gettable because nobody has said this the price is huge. Right. Does yeah. that make sense?
0: All right, one last thing for Blazers fans. Uh we'll get this up here soon so you can benefit from this. And this information helps you on Wednesday as well. So the G League Ignite, excuse me, the G League Ignite are in town. That's where Scoop played. They are in town Monday night, six o'clock against the remix, and Wednesday night against remix. And that matters because the G League Ignite are the team where Kids go to play if they don't want to go to high school. See, they don't want they don't want to go to college, they can they go to the NBA right away. College. You go to play for the G League night, which is what Scoot did. And they have three potential lottery picks, Craig. Three. They got this kid, modest, zealous 6'10, power forward, Lowry marketing type, very skinny, 209. Can shoot it, can put it on the ground, not an elite athlete. He's projected by a couple of mock drafts to go top two. So you'd need some lottery ball help there to get him. And then there's a guard, 6'6 six six guard. His name is Holland. Hold on a second here, sorry. Ron Holland, small forward slash guard, 6'6. Six, six, very athletic defender. Mediocre shooter, but um, developing in that area, he could be available. He's projected to be 4 through 7. And then... You got Tyler Smith, Power forward, 6'11. Dude shooting 38% on threes, I think. Yep, uh, 53% on twos. It's interesting. I watched all of their highlight videos against the remix when they played them, when they hosted them. It's just hilarious, dude. They're just babies. It's so funny. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like so young. You, you add another 19 year old to this mix with Scoot and Sharp, and it's like you're running the daycare center. It's going to take long for these guys to develop and to impact players. But, these are three talented guys. Smith is supposed to go later in the first in the, in the lottery, which means maybe you get him with the pick you have from the Warriors. The Warriors, right now, I think, are 10th or no, 12th. I think in the West, if they continue to stay out of the playoff mix, that would be a lottery pick for the Blazers. So, hey, if you head out to the Child Center and watch the remix Monday or Wednesday, you could be watching a future Blazer, maybe even two. It's possible, Craig. So, I'll see you out there. Yes, it is. I don't. Oh, I have to look at the schedule. I love watching basketball
1: at the Child yeah. Center. I love that place for basketball. Yeah, it's just a cool. I mean, it's a weird looking dome. I mean, I don't want to say weird in a bad way. It's unique. Um, I feel that. I feel it's a really good place to watch basketball. I've always, I've always liked it. I've watched a lot of, you know, small to mid-sized college basketball, and um, it, it's to me one of the best. Kind of mid-size arenas yeah. in the country, um, and you know it's not going to you'll 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 get a good seat, and you'll get to see some interesting you know basketball, and you will definitely be able to say I saw him when, maybe not be a blazer, but somebody on that team is going to be a, a, a an NBA All Star. I mean, there's good odds on that, and you'll be able to say I saw him when. Uh, he, you know, scored 12 points in the game, and and uh, he looked like he was 12. So, uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, Fentress, Fentress gets uh, if you put in the uh, coupon code, Frenchus is always right. You get a 10 uh, discount. I'm uh, just just kidding. Just I am. But
0: yeah. all right. Is, is that it? We, we covered everything. Yeah, we, we're, we're good. We're, we're golden. It's been a while. Yeah, so kept us apart for a little bit uh yeah man how, how Dude, was that, that was yeah, you had a lot of fun working for a school mm-hmm. district during that time yeah right. yep. Any, anyway we'll yep. move on from that
1: well, a lot of <laughs> early mornings but i'm glad to see you. i heard it's
0: going to be like 59 degrees next saturday Woo-hoo! Going to uh, go swimming in the, in the <laughs> awesome. river. All right, that's it for the Blazer Focus podcast. Thanks for listening. Please click that subscription button and give us a positive rating. And we will be back with another podcast between now, at least one, if not two, between now and the trade deadline. But that's that's where the focus is right now, man. You know, what are the Blazers going to do? How can they flip, you know, broaden into more assets? Probably the, the, the biggest storyline of the next couple of weeks for this team. We'll catch you later.